Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and before we dive into the latest episode of Batwoman, uh, I just want to give a quick plug if I could. Uh, there's a podcast out there called Kevin and John's Big Stupid Podcast. Uh, they recently did an episode on The Mandalorian, uh, which debuted on Disney+, Plus, which I did watch. I've actually watched the first two episodes. Uh, I hope you have too, and I hope you're enjoying it. Um, I did a call into the show, and uh, on their next episode, which I think will be about Disney+, Plus and maybe even about the second episode of The Mandalorian, not quite sure, uh, I will be on there. So if you guys want to hear me on another podcast, Podcast, please check that out. That's Kevin and John's Big Stupid Podcast. Alrighty, so we are deep into the first season of Batwoman. Uh, up next, episode six, I'll be judge, I'll be jury. Yeah, and I'm going to be the judge and jury of this episode. Uh, this is kind of the first, I don't want to say it was a bad episode. I mean, it wasn't a bad episode, but it really didn't kind of wow me or, or really... I don't know. I think it kind of fell, I don't want to say it fell flat on its face, but uh, it definitely wasn't one of my favorite episodes so far. Uh, I mean, nothing to the point where I'd be like, well, that's it. I'm wrapping it up. I'm never watching this show again. I mean, again, it was a good episode. I think what happened here is, you know, look, Alice is obviously the big bad this season, even though, uh, and I don't know if this is a spoiler for anybody, I did read somewhere that they are hinting that towards the end of this first season, they're going to sort of debut or work in uh, an even bigger villain. Um what does that mean for Alice? I mean, is Alice, is she going to be a one and done? I really can't imagine that would be the case considering that, you know, she is Kate's sister. Um, but I think what happened in this episode is, is that story, you know, what's going on with Alice? What is she doing? Uh, especially after last week, you know, where we find out about Mouse and obviously, you know, the two of them have a big mad tea party plan for Gotham City uh, and especially Kate herself. Um, that kind of took a, that kind of took a back seat. And we kind of introduced a villain of the week. Now, I'm not against villain of the week. I mean, a couple episodes back, um, you know, we had, uh, I think it was Mockingbird was her name. Um, wasn't a bad villain of the week. And I think in that episode, just because the story's kind of intertwined a bit, uh, you know, when they had the big charity event that, uh, you know, this mockingbird was going to rob, uh, you know, Kate is there, uh, her father is there, you know, every, everybody is there and Alice manages to break into their penthouse. Uh, she, you know, she does call her father. I mean, you remember all that. They kind of wove the stories together really, really well. And, and I think in this one, you know, that, the story of, of Alice and Mouse and everything, it became like the B plot of, of this episode. And I don't know. I just, I kind of felt cheated a bit. I kind of felt like, all right, you want to have your villain of the week, but I, I don't know. I just, well, anyway, look, let's get into it. So yeah. So there's a new villain. Eh, he's more of a vigilante. I'd say that shows up, uh, entitled, uh, the executioner. Uh, we see him going after the district attorney, you know, next he targets, uh, a police officer, uh, like a Lieutenant, I believe, uh, in the GCPD. Um, and what we come to find is, is, you know, he's using, he's using methods. Um, you know, the first one is electrocution. The second one is actually a firing squad, which, uh, you know, Kate and Luke determine that these are actual methods 
that Gotham City has used to execute criminals in the past. And when Firing Squad comes up, he was like, Luke, Luke has a nice throwaway line there where he's like, you know, yeah, that was under the, uh, the jurisdiction of, of Mayor Oswald Cobblepot. <laughs> we all know who he is. Wah, 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 the penguin. Yeah. Um, and this is the thing is, this first target, you know, this, this district attorney that, uh, that gets killed, uh, Luke takes it very hard because he was the one that actually, and this is something that we learned, uh, Lucius Fox was murdered. Um, apparently, you know, the story that Luke tells is, is he had just got accepted to MIT. The whole family's celebrating. Uh, they're running low on ice. So Lucius goes out to get some ice, never to return. Uh, apparently it was a mugging gone wrong. And this district attorney that, uh, was just executed by the executioner was the one that tried and prosecuted the case. And Luke is like, you know, you know, he, he got, you know, this, this is a good man. You know, he got him justice because what happens is, is Kate, you know, and this is what I like here is, you know, Kate is learning how to be Batwoman and she's going to be Batwoman on her own, but you know, she's got a, she's got that Batman template there. And you know what? I mean, we see so many different iterations of Batman, but at the heart of it, at the heart of that character, Batman is the world's greatest detective. I mean, that's always how he's known. And I really think that that's kind of like his core trait, you know, that and he's, even though he calls, even though he calls Superman a boy scout, if you really think about it, Batman is the ultimate boy scout because Batman is always prepared. Batman is prepared for everything. You remember a couple episodes ago, um, there was a, you know, it was like an energy gun almost that was stolen from, from Wayne Enterprises. Bruce Wayne developed it because he's like, if my bat suit ever falls into the wrong hands, I need a countermeasure for it. You know, Batman is prepared in case, you know, he goes off the deep end or his tech gets stolen. Batman is always prepared. So Kate and Luke are, they're Batmaning it. You know, they're, they're, they're doing their due diligence. They're doing their detective work. And, um, you know, what they find out is, is, is the, People think that this executioner is a recently released con uh, who goes by the name of The Fist, um, you know, because he had beef, obviously, against the DA that put him away. Uh, this cop that was shot here, you know, uh, via firing squad style um, was also the cop that arrested him. In this confrontation um, where, you know, the executioner apparently takes people hostage and he calls, he's like, you know, I'm only going to negotiate with Lieutenant so-and-so. Um you know, they obviously, you know, they do, they deduce that it's a trap. Batwoman shows up, Sophie shows up, and uh, as everything goes down, Sophie actually gets shot. Batwoman, of course, takes her to Mary. Uh, Mary is like, she's a crow, you know, she's got health insurance. Uh, you know, why don't you just take her to the regular hospital? But, you know, as uh, as Sophie was shot and Batwoman comes over to her, you know, she's like, don't worry, I got you. And before she passes out, Sophie says, thank you, Kate, because she's deduced. She's deduced that that Kate is Batwoman. This is why uh, Batwoman brings her to Mary, because she's saying, you know, she knows who I am. You know, just keep her here. Don't let her leave. And she handcuffs Sophie to the bed. Uh, of course, Mary takes very good care of her, you know, and, you know, she says, look, you know, Batwoman saved your life. You know, she knows that you know who she is and don't tell me, you know, she's like, please don't tell me who it is. I really don't want to know. You know, I don't need that drama in my life. Um, Sophie's actually very intrigued. She's very intrigued, first of all, to find out that Mary is running this illegal clinic and Mary has a great line where she's like, you know, she uses her social status to essentially cover it up. Um, you know, apparently, 
you know, from what she's saying here, she has an Instagram account uh, that makes it look like she's out on the town, you know, at all the hot spots doing this or that because it really just throws people off the scent. You would not expect, you know, this party girl to essentially be running an illegal clinic because, as she tells Sophie, she's like, I'm helping the people that you guys can't, you know. And again, this is what we're bringing up. This is something that Dotson brought up uh, a couple episodes back when he, you know, tells the commander, you know, this is why I betrayed the crows. He's like, you know, I joined the crows with this noble idea to protect the city and we haven't protected the city. Actually, what we've done here is, you know, we have segregated the city. You know, you set up these safe zones for the wealthy, for the people that can afford it while everybody else pretty much rots and festers. You know, this is, this is what, you know, this is why he betrayed the crows. This is why Mary is starting her clinic. This is why Batwoman is out there now because what we get here is when we, when they kind of deduce you know, both the crows and uh, Luke and Kate, when they're trying to deduce who this executioner is, uh, this is where we get this hostage situation. Now, this hostage situation is actually taking place outside the crow's zone of protection. Um, you know, and you know, Jacob is just like, look, this, this, this is what we're doing. We're going to go in there, and they're like, well, chief, it seems like they've already called out help. The bat signal gets turned back on. You know, there's trouble in Gotham. You know what? It's outside the crow's jurisdiction. We're calling Batwoman. Um, this infuriates Jacob. Uh, you know, this is why they head out there. This is why Sophie gets caught in the crossfire. And this is, you know, a lot of things are coming to a head. Now, let's get to the B-plot really, really quick. Um, we see Alice and Mouse, and Alice is using some of these skin grafts that she had stolen off of corpses an episode or two ago. And she pretty much now, I guess... I don't want to say that Mouse is Clayface because he can't change the way he looks, you know, on his own. But essentially through, I guess, this skin grafting or skin molding technique that Alice probably learned when she was in captivity with Mouse's father, she essentially, she, they kidnap a, a, they kidnap a, a scientist in Catherine's lab. And remember, Catherine is a uh, defense contractor. She has a weapons lab. Uh, and if you remember a couple of episodes back, Alice pretty much said to her, you have something that I want. If you don't give it to me, I'm going to tell Jacob everything. Catherine headed that off at the pass by telling Jacob everything about, you know, what really happened with Beth. You know, the, the skull fragments were fake, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, Alice still wants this weapon. So they kidnap one of the scientists and uh, Alice essentially uses these skin grafts and pretty much molds a duplicate face for Mouse. And if you remember, Mouse can mimic any voice. So he's going to just pretty much sneak right into this facility and get the weapon. And as he does that, who does he run into? He runs into Catherine. You know, she's there. But of course, you know, this skin graft is perfect. She doesn't suspect the thing. Um, and what we determine is, is, is this, this weapon that she's made is essentially an anti-Batman gun. You know, it is a weapon that can pierce Batman's armor. <sighs> what is it with people, you know, and making guns to pierce Batman's armor? No, I get it. But why does Catherine want to do it? Because you remember Alice said, this is your pet project. So Catherine is very, very interested in developing a weapon that can get rid of the bat. You know, she probably initially created it for Batman. Uh, but now that there's a new bat on the scene, Batwoman, um, yeah, she just went ahead and continued to develop it. Uh, is she looking to sort of eliminate the competition? Does she have a personal grudge against the bat family? We'll see. Like I said, when she... 
admitted to Jacob a couple of episodes ago about how she she faked, you know, Beth's death, essentially, you know, the appearance of Beth's death. You know, you kind of thought, okay, that's her deep, dark secret. I think there's a little bit more here to Catherine than than we're seeing so far, you know. And creating a weapon that can essentially penetrate the Batsuit leads me to believe that she has some kind of vendetta against Batman and now Batwoman. Speaking of vendettas against the Bats... Um, when Batwoman starts to interfere, well, I don't want to say interfere, when she's going to bring the executioner to justice, uh, you know, Jacob does not like this at all. He, he, he really holds a huge grudge against Batman. He blames Batman for the death of uh, Beth, for the death of his wife, uh, for the near death of Kate. Uh, you know, early on in this, early on in the show, before she realized that her favorite cousin Bruce was Batman, she too held a grudge against Batman because she was like, yeah, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't save my mother and my sister. Um, you know, she has of course since changed her tune. Um, Jacob though really holds a lot of ill will towards them so much. So like I said, when that's why he gets so infuriated that Gotham is now like, forget the crows. We're going to rely on Batwoman. But like I said, Luke and Batwoman are doing their detective work and, Luke is very upset because he's like, look, you know, if this isn't just somebody getting revenge, if this really is, if there really is a conspiracy out there and, you know, they deduce that, uh, you know, the district attorney, this lieutenant in the police uh, department, and now a judge that they're dirty. You know, this is this is how the three of them cleaned up the streets of Gotham with, you know, trumped up charges, falsified evidence, and the judge just pretty much, you know, banging his gavel and sending people away. Um, Luke is very upset because he's like, look, you know, this is how we got justice for my father. If, you know, I, even a hint of this comes out, then that means that my father's killer can get a retrial but I think towards the end, you know, because what we discover is is the executioner, you know, this vigilante, actually used to work at Blackgate Prison. He was the executioner at Blackgate Prison. And he believed in what he was doing, you know, dispensing justice to people that deserved it. But he said when he started to notice that, you know, a lot of the people that were, you know, like he said, in the chair, uh, you know, um, gas chamber and this and that, you know, the people he was executing, you know, he says, of course they are, are all going to say that they don't, that they didn't do it. And he said, but once their stories all started to be very, very similar, you know, same prosecutor, uh, you know, same arresting officer, same judge, uh, you know, witnesses disappearing, evidence popping up out of nowhere, he began investigating. And that's where he learned that these three, you know, shining knights of Gotham, we think, are really, really dirty, and he said that he wasn't an executioner, he was a murderer now because he was essentially putting innocent people to death. This is why he was getting justice. Uh, you know, Kate finds this file, and uh, when they're trying to arrest this ex-convict called The Fist, the one who they think is the executioner, Batwoman actually saves her and, in a really cool move here, throws a batarang with a little zip drive on it with, you know, the execu- who the real executioner is and his confession. Um, when she does save The Fist, though, Gotham turns against her briefly because they're like, why is she siding with a vigilante? You know, is she going to be this type of vigilante, like dispensing justice in a very similar way? But when Jacob sees it, you know, he sees the file... 
And, uh, you know, they go in because the last target is the judge and they go and they try to save the judge. Uh, but the executioner pretty much set up the judge's chambers to be like a gas chamber with uh, now Batwoman and Jacob trapped in there. Uh, you know, again, relying on that big brain of uh, Luke Fox, uh, he, you know, Batwoman manages to escape. She saves Jacob's life. And, you know, Jacob admits to her, he's like, you know, he, he, he pretty much says, you know, I had to blame Batman because, you know, for what happened to my wife, for what happened to my daughter, because if I didn't blame Batman, I'd have to blame myself. But he realizes that Batwoman and perhaps even Batman, you know, they were there for good and a bit of a, I don't want to say a, let's just say an uneasy alliance is now going to kind of form between the two of them. You know, a little bit of the animosity is gone, especially on Jacob's side. Um but yeah, you know, Mouse and Alice, they get their hands on this anti-Batwoman weapon. Uh, but Mouse is very upset because he's he thinks that Alice is not going to go through with their original plan, you know, this mad tea party or whatever it's going to be. Uh, because first, when they have this scientist and Mouse is going to take his place, Mouse is like, well, just kill him. And she's like, well, no, I don't do that. And he's like, oh, you're going soft. You know, your sister is getting to you. You know, why are you? She didn't even save you. I was the one who was there for you. You know, I snuck you food. I talk with you. You know, we bonded. Why are you going back to your sister? And she's like, no, 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 no. It's not like that at all. So after he gets the weapon uh, and, uh, you know, Mouse kind of tests he tests Alice here. Alice gets a phone call from Kate, you know, and basically is saying, you know, why did you, why did you steal that weapon that you know can kill me? And, you know, Alice is like, oh, you're reading into this too much, blah, blah, blah. And it turns out it's really Mouse, because remember, Mouse can mimic any voice. Um, and he's like, I knew it. I knew you would betray me. And Alice, though, sweet talks him and, and she just says, no, no, no. You know, I have bigger plans for Kate and I really need your help for it. You know that. Yeah. I mean, like I said, this, this wasn't, this wasn't a horrible, horrible episode, but I don't know. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I just felt it, it kind of dropped off a little bit. And, and again, I mean, it's, I'm not being harsh about it. I, I just feel like trying to have a villain of the week and really relegating Alice to like a B plot and almost like a forgotten B plot. Uh some of the bat stuff too. I mean, I get it. You know, she's she's learning, but it's like you get you get these flashes of brilliance uh, you know, that that Kate has as Batwoman, and then you get kind of almost flashes of incompetence. Um when she's investigating the executioner and you know, they determine, okay, first execution was electric chair quote unquote second was a firing squad you know the third method of execution using gotham city is the gas chamber luke is like there's only one place that that stores it and uh you know batwoman heads out there to investigate we have a little funny you know she has a little funny sort of meeting up with the security guard there where she does like a a, a batwoman in the shadows kind of a thing uh and it's really funny because the guy actually starts hitting on her uh and of course just like batman she disappears Okay, great. She's got those stealth skills. She's got those uh, questioning, interrogation skills. That's really, really cool. Uh, you know, she's investigating, and she sees where they keep the ganisters for the, the the gas chamber, the lethal gas. And she's like, no, everything is good. It's all intact. Then you hear the sound of an engine, like a truck engine, like it's racing towards her. 
you kind of know what's happening. You know, it's the executioner. He's going to be in a big, big truck. He's going to smash through the loading dock and pretty much. And she hears it. And she sees the loading dock doors and she's just staring at it. And I'm like, what are you doing? She gets hit by the truck. Now, thankfully, the bat armor does save her. And this is where we get, uh, you know, some of the properties of uh, the bat armor, as Luke explains, is it's supposed to sort of like absorb any sort of impact and almost kind of make like a fingerprint out of it. Uh, if you remember in The Dark Knight, when um, Christian Bale's Batman sort of um, got that bullet sample uh, that was, I think, when they were trying to to shoot, when they shot Jim Gordon. Um, and he was able to sort of piece it back together and he had this whole, you know, every bullet is sort of like a fingerprint sort of thing. Well, that's what the bat armor is like. Any kind of impact that comes in, like a bullet or not, it'll make an impression and then they could actually analyze it, determine the bullet. Well, she got hit by a truck and they were actually able to get a partial license plate off of it. And this is how they tracked it down. But again, I'm like, you hear the sound of a truck engine racing towards you. There's loading bay doors. Uh, one plus one equals two, Batwoman. Get out of the way. You got a grappling gun. I mean, I that just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, but again, look, I still love this show. I mean, I think this episode was a little bit like of a step down from some of the previous episodes, but I'm going to hang in there. Speaking of hanging in there, guys, thanks for hanging in there with me, listening to the show. Uh, head on over to Instagram. Stuff You Don't Need to Know podcast is there. Uh, I post pictures of the stuff that I talk about. I will throw up a poll every once in a while. This is Jay, and I'll talk to you guys later.